It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, the Oklahoma City Thunder have an absolutely elite young core brewing in OKC as SGA returns and the Thunder get two massive wins over the Utah Jazz, all coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by Prize Picks, we're diving into the Oklahoma City Thunder, getting a massive sweep in the baseball series style of play against the Utah Jazz. The core three each showed elite traits in this one. And the Thunder are back in that play-in conversation as SGA returns but has a new role. Plus, there's a few interesting DNP CDs in this game as well. But make sure you check out Price Picks. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with a code LOCKDOWN. That's PricePicks.com, promo code LOCKDOWN. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode. And we start the way we always do with our game overview for this one. SGA returns to the Thunder after clearing the league's health and safety protocols. Chet Holmgren out, Pokashevsky out, Kenneth Williams are all out. Uh, but Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Trey Mann did not play. Olivia Saar played over Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I think that that's pretty telling. We'll talk about that more tomorrow uh, on Stockwatch, but... Interesting note there on the DMPCD. Jared Butler also on the 2 deal did not play in this one. The Thunder start out with SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, J-Dub, and J-Will, but that trio of SGA, Josh Giddy, and J-Dub showed a lot of elite qualities moving forward, and we have not seen this team with Trent Holmgren yet, which is just insane. So before the game on SGA, as he returns, uh, Mark talked about how things would change rotationally for Shea. He said, quote, the missed time with health and safety protocols, uh, we were prepared to manage him with the abdominal strain. The abdominal is a tricky area. It's a situation where if it happens earlier in the season, the solve for it is to rest. So if this was October, we'd be resting him to get him completely healed. But it's not October, and we have X amount of games left. So we're going to do 
uh, this to manage him and it will be a little bit tricky and it's going to require us to modify some things. So we are going to have to look at back to backs and we're going to have to look at his rotation. So we're going to see a little bit of a different approach on our end from him uh, tonight, starting tonight rotationally. He typically plays long stretches of minutes in the first and the third quarter. Uh, that'll change tonight and will probably change moving forward. Then we just want to see how he responds. And then we also have to look at, of course, with a condensed schedule at the opportunities to do injury management when necessary. That's the best we can do right now with the, with the circumstances, but we are happy to have him back, end quote. That's what Mark said about SGA. So a lot of things were interesting there. Uh, the first thing, the rotational minutes was going to change. Shea uh, has played the entire first quarter, came back you know, in the, in the latter half of the second to close out the half, the entire third quarter, and then comes back in the fourth quarter around the seven-minute mark, five-minute mark area. And so having known that, if you just look at the box score and see 37 minutes played, which is over his 35 and a half minutes per game season average, you would wonder to yourself what changed. Well, he left the first quarter with two minutes to go in the frame, usually plays the entire quarter. And then in the third quarter, he left again, this time with only 54 seconds left. However, uh, as he usually plays the third quarter. However, I think that had he not been the free throw shooter at the two minute mark in the third quarter, uh, he would have been subbed out. That's just a guess, but I think that that's what would have happened just as it did in the first uh, quarter. It's just that he was the free throw shooter at the two minute mark. Uh, and so they couldn't get him out at that foul. And then there was no other dead ball until 54 seconds. And then he was uh, relieved from the game, but he came back earlier than his normal rotational spot came back. Like with, a little over eight minutes to go in the game, which was uh, a bit surprising. Uh, but nonetheless, the way that the, the thing that changed was he was no longer playing those those long spurts, and it's managing him in that way. Mark explained it after the game as that of like it wasn't necessarily about the amount of minutes; it's about when those minutes happen and when those minutes occur, and, and for how long of a stretch do those minutes occur. That's more so what they're managing. It appears, and then. Also from this quote, you can talk about back-to-backs. The Thunder have a couple coming still uh, in, in this schedule, most notably this week against the Warriors on Tuesday at home, then going to Phoenix to play the Suns. Uh, I think that from this quote, you would look at and say, in all likelihood, SGA will not play in back-to-backs the rest of this season. You can also look at this quote and say, look, you know, the Thunder had an opportunity here to shut him down. Like he, Mark just told you, the only way to get Shea fully healthy is to rest him. The Thunder aren't resting him. The second he cleared health and safety protocols, he was back. And if you remember the reporting around uh, Shea's injury earlier this week, you get the sense that he would have played had he not gone into health and safety protocols on that second night of the back-to-back uh, that held him out uh, Wednesday Wednesday night. And so obviously the Thunder are prepared to play him, and some of that is um, them not tanking the way that the national media would expect them to or is kind of forcing upon them in the narrative realm. And some of that too is also SGA has a chance to be an all-NBA player and should be an all-NBA player. And, and this stretch of the season can solidify that and also give them a chance to make the play in. But that's what's changed with him rotationally. And what's changed with him on the court-wise is absolutely nothing. He doesn't play the full force quarter, but still gets double-digit points. The way that Shea's amassed this 30-point-per-game average has been Double digits in the first quarter because you're playing all 12 minutes. Double digits in the third quarter because you're playing all 12 minutes. Did not play the last two minutes of the first, only played 10 minutes, but still in those 10 minutes in the first, had 13 points, three rebounds, and a block. He starts the game with that follow-away baseline jumper, 
He is able to have that beautiful pump fake step through move. And in this game, he also showed you his strength of like that fast break where THT just absolutely hammered him with a shoulder check. It didn't matter. He just finished uh, through the contest and finished strong and got the N1. He showed me that a little bit too against Jabari Smith and other, and other guys where he just bumps him off their spot. But this time he was the one taking the contact and not initiating it. And he still finished well. Perhaps the play of the game was him diving on a loose ball. And, and you know, he dives on a loose ball, flips it ahead to Isaiah Joe at the Paycom Center logo. Isaiah Joe is a three and that cuts the Jazz run at the knees and uh, the Thunder at that point have their stopper back. This is what I've been explaining to you over the road trip of like, I mean, I'm sorry, not the road trip, but like of the losing streak. When the Thunder were amassing these these losses, the problem that they occurred was not necessarily that they were tanking or that they weren't good enough as a whole. They just didn't have that element that Shea brings of, hey, when when you're up by 20 points and then the Jazz go on a run and it's down to a 10-point lead, there was no one there to stop the bleeding, which is what All-Stars do, which is what All-NBA players do. Uh, there was no one there to, to be a stopper of all the bad things that happened. And you're relying on second-year guys and rookies to to make the the opposing team's runs stop. That's how the Thunder lost to the Lakers. When you look around and say, well, how do they lose to the Lakers without LeBron, without AD, without D'Angelo Russell? It was because the Lakers were on like six 15-3 runs. And guys like SGA do not let that happen. When the rest of your team is backsliding a bit, they do something like this. And it's, it's usually getting a bucket, but they do something like this where they dive on the floor and and toss the ball over to, to Isaiah Joe. He hits a Paycom Center three, and the crowd goes wild, and, and, and the team is just now back on track. There was nobody to steer and grab the steering wheel whenever things got rocky there and get them back on the road these last few games where they were losing. And now with SGA back, he brought that immediately. Like this game, the Jazz never led, and the Thunder once led by 24 points, but this was still, at times, a 12-point game. At times, a 10-point game. But the Thunder kept applying pressure after the Jazz got on the run. They, they, they allowed themselves to throw the counterpunch that it's hard to have when your roster is made up of rookies and second-year guys to where anyone having an off night puts you at a huge disadvantage as it happened against the Lakers. Shea also changed the energy defensively. We're, you know, he scored 38 points. That, that is phenomenal. But defensively, it was different. Like people have been talking about how the defense has lapsed and you know how frustrating it was to get up all these open uh, three pointers in the last you know five games. But Shea changed all that with his intensity that rose everyone else's intensity as well. And Shea also continues to make an impact. He's a very good defender. Three steals and a block in this one. Fifty eight percent from the floor. Kept that efficiency up. One for two from three, 17 for 19 at the free throw line, 37 minutes, 38 points, and seven rebounds for SGA. He's back. Uh, we'll see if he plays in the back, you know, for both games of the backpack, and if he does not play in both games of the backpack, which I would I would guess, again, stressing, I would guess he's not going to play in the back-to-backs uh, in the sense of both games. Which game do they choose? Will it be the home game against the Warriors, or will it be the road game against the Suns? Uh, each has both their pros and cons to playing him or not playing him. But I would imagine that they're going to st- start to manage him by a not playing him the full strength of the 12 minutes. Cause he's still amassed 37 minutes in this game, but you know, ending those spurts for however that helps manage your body and then not playing the back to backs or not playing all of them. This could be a case where he play. Yeah. He plays both of the back to backs this time, but next time he only plays one of the Charlotte Detroit home, home back to back. Who knows what it could be? We'll have to wait and see. But like 
there are other ways to manage this for OKC, and they got a massive couple of wins against Utah. And this is why that backslide, it, it, you never want it to happen. You never want to lose five straight games. But with how tight the standings are and with the fact that even after those five losses, you still had a couple of games with the Jazz coming up. You still have a, a game against the Warriors coming up. You still have a game left in L.A. You still have all these things um, to where it's all in front of you still. Either direction. Either direction uh, is still house money for OKC. But in the meantime, you're watching this young core of Josh Giddy, of SGA, of J-Dub uh, play at an elite level in this game without Chet Holmgren, who, by the way, is the highest pick in this entire rebuild. Like, it is going to be awesome to watch this team continue to come into the fold. And we'll talk about how well Josh Giddy played and, and Jalen Williams played in this one against Utah. But first, I want to say right now, put a good friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is incredible. You can go on Prize Picks by going to prizepicks.com or by downloading their app Prize Picks. And all you got to do is select more or less on amazing prop bets, such as. Luka Doncic to score more or less than 26.5 points. LeBron James to have more or less than 7.5 rebounds. Kevin Durant, more or less than 6.5 assists. Steph Curry and OKC, more or less than 3.5 threes. I'll tell you this, Tuesday on the Price Picks app, I'd really go look at, at Clay Thompson's points and whatever they have it at, bet the, bet the more option because Clay Thompson always dominates in OKC. It's that simple. You pick two to six players. And if they score more or less than your prize pick projections, you can win 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against sharks and other players. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize picks offers projections on everything you can want NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, PGA, college and pro football, college and pro basketball, women's basketball, WNBA, women's college basketball, soccer, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, all that good stuff. Injuries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and offers fast withdrawals. And it's currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. So download the app right now and go to the pricepicks.com website. Enter the code LOCKEDON. 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the code LOCKEDON. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Every single morning, every single day, we're here for you. Talking Thunder Basketball. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms, including on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And let's dive into Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy was great in this game. And he was a closer for all the talk about, you know, Josh Giddy got benched in this game down the stretch. He only played 19 minutes in that game you know, last week. For all the talk of can he close games, can he, can he be a part of winning teams, we lose sight of the fact that Josh Giddy is only in his second season. Josh Giddy is still an incredibly young player, and he's still, right now, 20 years old. He will not be able to legally drink until next season. October, early October is his birthday. He won't be able to legally drink until then. 
So let's not put him in a box of he's he can never close a game. He he, he gets benched down the stretch, and, and let's let him work through some things because in this game, he had a moment like Shea. He had uh, the ability to to what was once a 10, 12-point lead, lift that back up quickly to 17 and, and, and really put the final nail in the coffin. He had a three-pointer, hit a couple of layups, and boom. The lead's up to 17, and that was the final run the Jazz went on because after that, they stood no chance. And he was on fire today in all aspects. He had the spinning layup working. He had the step-back mid-range jumper that he has been trying out over the last two months, and this time it worked over Walker Kessler. In this game, he went four for six from three, 66%. Now, look, that's an outlier for Josh Giddey. He's not going to shoot 66% from three on six attempts uh, in many nights even. But the fact that that is there shows you the upside from Josh Giddey as you progress his career further and further down the road. We're not even on the uh, we're not even in the in the tip of the iceberg of Josh Giddy's career, like we're not even there yet. So he doesn't need to be a four for six three point shooter. Let that number come down to, to you know whatever you know two two for two for five whatever I don't know math that might be the same percentage who knows but like let that number come down even you're still really really happy with where he's at you're still really really happy with what he's doing. And in this game, you saw. How dangerous it'll be if he can become, you know, a, you know, a thirty-seven percent three-point shooter because he had his three, his three-point shot on, and what happened? Got the ball swung to him, pump faked, defender bit, blew right by him, went to the rack, scored at the rim. Twenty-four points in this one for Josh Giddy. Twenty-four points for Josh Giddy. He played with confidence. I mean, he had a massive high five with SGA, which really lit the the building on fire. And on top of the 24 points and the threes, and, you know, in this game, shot 62% from the floor, only missed six shots all night in 32 minutes. He had nine assists, nine rebounds, and two steals. And made just a couple brilliant passes. The, the pass to Saric to create the fast break, no one saw that. No one saw that passing window. No one believed he would attempt that pass. And he got it through, threaded the needle, and it created two points for OKC. Now, not all assists are created equally. Some assists, you just simply get the ball swung to the top of the key. You swing it one more time to Isaiah Joe, he knocks down the three. This play, th- these two points, do not happen without Josh Giddy. No one on Media Row thought that he was going to make that pass even even. Thought it was an opportunity to make that pass. We were all just jaw-dropped when he made the pass to, to Sarge for the layup. SGA was looking to receive the ball at the timeline. Like, he, he didn't think that there was anything going on. He thought that the, that, that the Thunder did not have the numbers, and they didn't have the numbers. But Josh Giddy creates the numbers with that pass. And those things don't pop out to you whenever you win by a billion points against Utah, and then you go wire-to-wire in a game against Utah for the second straight game. But those things add up when it's time to win games by two possessions. Those things add up in the playoffs when games get into the mud, when games slow down, and you can't get out and run as much. But if you can create the window and create the ability to go out and run, then you're able to play your style of basketball regardless of the setting, regardless of the tempo, regardless of any of that. And another great pass, and this is more so not a pass that that pops out your eyeballs, but it just shows his, his intelligence as a passer. SGA cuts to the rim. 
And he Josh Kitty throws a pass high, and, and this was on purpose. It looks like a high pass or an errant pass. No, he, he threw the ball high on purpose like a receiver in football. He threw the ball high on purpose so SGA could catch it high, navigate through the traffic, and finish at the rim. And immediately as the as the shot leaves his hand, SGA starts pointing down the court at Josh Giddy, you know, in, in the sense of, you know, a tip of the hat to him for the pass. If that pass is thrown any other place, it A, probably doesn't get through to SGA, but B, forces SGA to catch it you know, low or catch it mid and get raked across the arms and you either get the foul call or you don't. That's up to the refs. But you, you certainly don't get the easy two out of it. Like these things add up and these things matter. And again, it's hard to see. It's hard. It, you know, it sounds like you're overanalyzing it in a 24 point win, but sometimes you're going to win by two and these same things are going to happen. Sometimes it's going to come down to those things. And J Dub was electric. Just an unreal game from Jalen Williams, who continues to get better and not hit a rookie wall. As we sit here on March 6th, we still have not found his ceiling. He was great in this game, playing one through five. Literally, played center in this game. I asked him to make sure that we were not crazy. He played center. And he said that coach told him before the game, you might be playing center tonight. You, You might slide down there. And he did. He also played backup point guard. He was the one that also had to change the rotational pattern to prepare and to rest whenever they took out Shea to where he could go back in and be the backup point guard for Shea. And he's, of course, played all around the all, all around the wing. That's tough. All around the wing this season to where he's played one through five. To have somebody who can do that is obscene. Now, obviously, you can't defend Jokic and beat whatever. That doesn't matter. No one can defend them. But in any given night, whenever another team might try to go small against you, you can go one through five. The Jazz are a pretty big team. They're a pretty big team. And Jadab got five rebounds. And, and the thing is, he's also able to use his length in a smart way, but also he's able to just bring that for, you know that ferocity, if you will. This is a guy that leads the Western Conference rookies in scoring. He doesn't have to do the dirty work if he doesn't want to. He was a lottery pick. But he goes out there, he fights for loose balls, he taps out rebounds, he goes up and mixes it up down low with Walker Kessler, who is an imposing figure down low. He's going to take the blows. He's going to get popped in the eye. He's going to do the the work that nobody else wants to do while also having the heat check three, while also having the electric drive to the rim, while also having all that other stuff. The spinning through the lane layup. The lob pass to Saar, which was just wild. No, I didn't expect the lob pass to Saar in this game, but it worked. He checked three off the dribble. Four for five from three for J-Dub. 80% from the floor. And I think that the play that encapsulates J-Dub as a player is he creates for himself this reverse layup that I'm not sure how he got down to the rim. I'm not sure how he got space to even get off the reverse layup. It somehow rims out, which I'm not sure how it rimmed out, but he followed it up by getting his own miss and then slamming it through traffic against one of the best shot blockers in the league. Throughout all of that, he showed you ball handling. He showed you finesse. He showed you an ability to try to finish at the rim creatively with this reverse, just using his lengthy arms to to fling the ball up there. And then he showed you the grunt work of, I'm going to go get a rebound that gets one of the best rebounding and shot blocking bigs out there and dunk it. That's a play that, that is immediately appreciable. 
by the team, by the fans, and that's a play that swings momentum. That's a play that that carries you for a play, two plays, three plays. Imagine a packed house in the pay comes in wherever that happens. They're buzzing for the next three plays. And you stack upon three good plays because of this one play. And again, in close games, that is the difference. Those are switches that sw- that, you know, stretches that swallow up other teams. Four for five from three, 80% from the floor, five rebounds, five assists, two steals, two blocks, only one turnover, which is obscene. Jada's been been a very efficient player the entire season. But the fact that he goes from the mindset of, I'm a wing, I'm a power forward, I'm a backup point guard, I'm a center, I'm a backup point guard, all throughout the same game, cycles through these different roles, and only has one turnover, shows basketball brilliance. That's what it shows. That's incredibly tough to do. 32 points, a career high, first ever 30 piece for J Dub in the in the NBA. And I'm not sure how he keeps getting better. And again, I don't mean that in the granular sense, but like within this season, he's still getting better. We have not even seen the best of his rookie season. We're in March because he keeps getting better. That's a positive way. He's been getting better and better and better. And every time you think, okay, this is who rookie J Dub is, no, he does something else. He adds something else. And I'm excited for this future core and this future core looks so elite and so great. And again, they don't have their highest draft pick yet. The Thunder are on the verge of being one of these great teams and, and on the verge of being the next NBA darling. Remember how it started for Memphis, Memphis, fun little story. Oh, they're playing so well. Oh, they're playing against Portland. Look how funny that is. Well, they won the play in tournament. Okay, they go to Utah. Yeah, they got beat by five or six, but that was a spunky little dunk by John Morant driving baseline. All the, these Grizzlies can be something. Then boom, hit you in the face the next season. Then boom, now now they have the second best record in, in you know in the Western Conference. Like that stuff. That's how this is going to happen for OKC. That's how this is going to go. You're, you're going to have to take these steps, and this year could be a step. And, and, and they're, they are the next in line to do that. They're the next in line to take that jump. Because you should go check out, if you're watching this on YouTube, as you should be, subscribe, Unlocked on Thunder Podcast YouTube. It's awesome. You should also hop over to Chet Holmgren's YouTube channel and watch some of those clips he posted of him and, and KD trading buckets over the summer. That's what you're adding to this core. Not to mention the pile and pile and pile of draft picks you have, not to mention the salary cap space you have this summer if you want to use it, not to mention this draft class being so good in 2023, and your draft pick, no matter where it lands, is going to be good, or you can make it good by trading up. This is an elite core that is poised to do something special. Coming up, we'll talk about Dario Sarch. We'll talk about Usman Jang, who played really well as well. Jay Whale, Isaiah Joe, and how the Thunder won this game. But first... I want to tell you right now, my good friends over at Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is a fantastic protein bar, folks. It tastes like a candy bar. Go to BiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off if you want next order. And you can find them at Walmart. You can find them uh, at Sam's Club. So if you're a member of the club with Sam, check it out in their pharmacy section today. It's a Bilt Bar that's a protein bar. 
which tastes like a candy bar, great pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement or a snack. 100% real chocolate on the outside, 130 calories, 16 grams of protein, folks, in these built Bars. My personal favorite flavor is, is cookie cinnamon cream. However, they have so many great flavors coming out, like so many. Vanilla cream is out now. You can try all these other ones, double chocolate, coconut marshmallow, salted caramel, uh, churro. You can try banana cream pie. You can try limited cheesecake. Folks, these things are in high demand. These things, I get asked all the time by the Thunder Beat to bring Bilt Bars to the arena, and I oblige because I'm, I'm a company man. But it's because they're so good. Check it out today, Bilt.com, promo code LOCK15. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. We're here for you. Talking Thunder Basketball. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms. And check out Lockdown Game to Game. Lockdown Game to Game has every moment of every performance and every result and every story of the night before in the association. Check it out on the Lockdown Game to Game NBA feed. Thurgo Sarch looked awesome. And this is another topic that we're going to go more widespread tree trunk branch it out tomorrow. But for today, he continues to look like a great fit in OKC. 11 points on Friday, eight points today, timely, timely, timely buckets. And he's doing exactly what we thought he would. Replacing that, uh, you know, Mike Muscala production, uh, replacing that in minutes and in, and in just quality of, of play on the court. And you trade out, Two guys who bring you the same thing on the court and got second-round picks in addition to that, which is awesome. But I think that the more interesting topic here at Sarge is not how he's playing right now, but how he's fitting and how he is he is talking about the Thunder and talking about their future. And the fact that the balancing act that Sam Presti in this organization is going to have to do. And the tough decision this team will have to make. Because Darnell Sarge, the way that he's playing right now, Full send, full stop, the way that Sarge is playing right now, he is a part of the best version of the Thunder next year. The best version of the Thunder next year would include Sarge over some of these other young guys. However, it's not about just next year. It's about three, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years from now. How do you balance maximizing next year's roster versus continuing to be forward-thinking about these young guys. Because however out you might be right now on Trey Mann or Jeremiah Robinson Earl or name your guy, sophomore slumps happen. And then guys get really, 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 really good. So, like, 
where where do the Thunder go here? Because I, I do believe that Sarich makes this team better next year versus what you project someone else to do. That's on one of those rookie deals. But do you feel the same way in five years? That's a tough balancing act that, that Sarge is making this more difficult than we first thought. Like the day of the trade, you think, well, you know, Sarge is going to expire just like Mustaka, just like Mustaka, just like Mike Muscala is going to expire. And now you, you, you get an open roster spot and you don't have to make the tough decision of like officially declining the option on a fan favorite. You trade him, you got a second round pick for him. And then you just go, you go forward with your open roster spot, which you need for the roster crunch. But now it's a little bit more complicated than that. If I still, if I had to bet money right now, what it would be, I still think that they just let the, let the roster spot expire, but it's a much more difficult conversation worth having now than I ever thought it would be. Usman Jang deserves a ton of credit. Way more aggressive in this game, had the catch-and-shoot three, mixed it up down low with the putback uh, for Shea missing. He tried the putback, got fouled, and went to the line. Uh, had another moment where Wiggins finds uh, Usman Chang on the cut. He waits for the defense, is patient, uh, gets the up fake, and then finish at the rim. 19 minutes, 12 points, two, uh, two steals, four rebounds, two for three from three, and four for six from the floor. Jang uh, played really, really well. Jay Will also had an impact in this game. Uh, early on especially. Two quick boards, sealed off Walker Kessler. Jalen Williams uh, from Santa Clara got the board, and so he impacted the board for like run-a-tat-tat, three straight possessions. And then from there, a quiet game from him, but still worth noting. Isaiah Joe had that step back three on his what hit six points and three rebounds. And the Thunder went wire to wire in both wins over Utah. They played with an elite energy, and to, to further show how the Thunder want to just try to maximize each and every game, they had the Jazz cornered up by 24 points. The Jazz, any time that they strung together, did the Jazz did. And when the Jazz strung together back-to-back buckets, Mark would call a timeout. Like, just don't like it, timeout. Got to get this thing back on track, even though the Thunder is still up 17 or 16 or 14, or whatever it is. OKC drew three offensive fouls. The Thunder once had a 24-point lead. It was never tied. Utah never led. OKC won the boards 42-39. to Utah turned it over 16 times to OKC's 12 OKC shot 50, 39, and 81. And Utah shot 49, 29, and 81. OKC was a minus 10 in points in the paint. They tied 17 at the second chance points for both teams. And here's the kicker. I've talked about how important fast break points are because this team wants to get out and run. The Thunder dominate fast break points, 30 to 11. OKC wins uh, 129, 119. MVP of the game. <sighs> You're going to have to let me know in the comments. Who's the MVP? It's going to be between SGA, Giddy, and J-Dub. I'm going to give it to Josh Giddy officially because we've given it to J-Dub a lot, obviously. Given it to Shea a lot, obviously. Josh Giddy deserves a lot of shine in this one, and I do think that he closed out this game. Like, he was the one to put the nail in the coffin in this game, uh, which really helped uh, the whole team, obviously. I'll say Josh Giddy is, but it's a it's a tough call, and really it should be all three of them. Uh, Tuesday, stock watch. Talked about the entire roster. Is their stock up, down, or middling? Wednesday, Warriors recap. Thursday, let's talk some NBA draft with our good friend Mavs Draft. Sunday, a Suns recap and standings watch. I'm sorry, Friday, a Suns recap and standing watch. Sunday, Pelicans recap. Monday, Spurs recap. So a lot to look forward to uh, during this week. Until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? 
I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.